We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah! Hey, what up? Welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. From Odyssey's Nerd Talk, I'm your host, Gregor, and he used to work here, too. He's Brandon. Hi. Hey. It's... Now we just have a Google chat going back and forth all the time. Yeah, about everything. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly teeth. And, and, and how you, honestly, how a you lot lately. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No, that was... If you listened to last week's show, yeah, clipping my teeth uh, off. Available nowhere. Available Talk nowhere because you have to listen to this live at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah. Um... Yeah, neither of us is a scientist, engineer, or supervillain. Uh, yet, but we do have straighter teeth than we used to. <laughs> now you can't trust us at all. <laughs> Let us know if you are one of those things, though. We'd like to know what we're getting right and wrong. We're, we're both, we're both, we both look like used car salesmen now. <laughs> Why are those guys' teeth so straight? They want to sell me something. Why does he smile with such an open mouth all the time? <laughs> I paid so much for this. You're gonna look at him. <laughs> Masks have been a great thing for everybody because you haven't had to see my new, new improved smile. <laughs> it's 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 truly terrifying. Hey, if you can hop on social media and let us know your answer to this week's question of the week. Yeah, lots of long s's there. It must be those new teeth. Uh, <laughs> the tongue pushing up against. It. Uh, yeah, this week's question of the week. Oh, also wait, wait, time out, time out. I, I listened to last week's show uh, because. We're able to do that, uh, yeah. and and we tell people to to tell us their response to this week's question of the week. Okay, yeah. Uh, we say go on social media. We're not just like if you're going onto social media and just putting out into the ether <laughs> that like you're like kind of like those Wordle tweets, right? Like you're just going out there and saying. You know, four out of six. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, please, please, like, go tweet at me, tweet at Greg, uh, at Hey Gregor, at Brandon MG um, on Twitter, or you know, find us on Instagram or wherever it is, yeah. uh, and tell us the the your response to this week's question. Of yeah, the no, week. just like it's like when I'm like, hey, what song do you want to hear? Don't just like shout it out your window. Yeah, I will not yeah. hear that. It like, has to, we have like to actually have text the radio station what song you <laughs> yeah. want to hear, right? Uh, so this week's question of the week. This week's question of the week is which animal do you think would make the best jedi and if all of you are just out there tweeting to nobody chimpanzee like we're not gonna <laughs> be see awesome it. <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry i mean yeah don't do that yeah don't do that but also definitely do that <laughs> i can't wait to understand why this is amazing it might even be about something that i wrote it oh, is boy. yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but no be thinking about what animal of all of the animals on this planet except humans uh technically animals but uh which animal do you think would make the best jedi i'd like to start out this week oh well i probably shouldn't Start with the story I wanted to start with, then, because I think it's the actual answer. Nope. Is it about birds? <laughs> no. 
Okay. A team of bird-loving Swedish researchers are training crows to pick up cigarette butts in exchange for food. Effectively, there's a small tray. They drop the butt into it, and then, like a change dispenser at a grocery store, a couple little bird seeds come out. They get that. They go find another one. It's pretty sweet, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The, boy, what was I going to say? Oh, boy. Now, before you know it, crows will figure out something else that weighs the exact same amount because they are very smart, and then they will be bringing that over and robbing the machines like naughty teenagers or <laughs> anyone at my former apartment complex with the vending machine. Nice, nice. They uh, uh, eventually they're gonna be they're gonna be asking for Bitcoin. <laughs> like, <laughs> bird seed? Are you kidding me? Give me some Ethereum. <laughs> bird coin? Bird coin. <laughs> <laughs> These tokens are non-fungible. Give me funge. <laughs> I, I need funge. <laughs> also, anyone who pretends to know what an NFT actually is is a liar. Uh, I just want to establish that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I get what the concept is. It's like an idea that you're buying into and it's forever recognized in the blockchain because it's constantly being referenced by the checks that a blockchain has to do to make sure all the calculations are correct. But you, like, I guess if I buy an MP3 off of iTunes 10 years ago, I would own an NFT effectively because I wouldn't actually have a physical thing, but I could turn it into a physical thing. Right. And I don't know, whatever. They're, that's dumb. The whole, like, I saw someone be like, if you, if selling Kurt Cobain, it was my own station, now that I think about it, but it was like Kurt Cobain and Nirvana being made into NFTs. Is it dumb to, or is it, is this lame or are you just resisting change if you don't like it? And I was like, hand me the thing that I'm supposed to enjoy and then I'll get back to you because the answer is definitely this is lame. I think the old, the, the idea, I heard somebody explain it uh, and I want to get back to this trained crow thing talking yeah, about picking cool, up obviously. cigarette butts. But like the way I heard somebody explain it was, you know, you can, and I don't know if I agree with this because it's it's not quite one-to-one, but you can take, you can go to the Louvre and you can take a picture of the Mona Lisa, but that doesn't mean that you own it because everybody says, oh, you could just right click, copy and paste uh, a picture of an NFT or whatever. And then all of a sudden you have that thing. But just because you have a, picture of it or just because you have a copy of it doesn't necessarily mean that you have the same thing but even the louvre doesn't own uh the mona lisa right like somebody super wealthy uh owns it and lends it or leases it to the louvre to have uh, on display but i i i guess i still don't get it because it still it kind of seems like and i've seen a lot of comparisons to things like beanie babies you know like what what is the true value of these things other than we're all just super into this and that what that is what creates values it's like sneakerheads right like an air jordan a limited edition air jordan would have no value at all unless there were 50,000 people that wanted to say i want those shoes to be mine right but otherwise it's it's inherently no value except except at least in that case it's a it's a physical object right like it is a limited rare thing right if only a hundred are made you can only yeah. get one of those specific things yeah but it's a yeah it's a physical thing it's a physical can. item it, it has value you keep it pristine blah 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 I'm sure there's somebody listening to this right now uh, yelling out into the ether and we probably shouldn't have give them uh, given them our Twitter handles otherwise now we're just gonna get some complaints. <laughs> uh, it was acquired by King Francis I of France. It is now property of the French Republic on permanent display at the Louvre since 1797. So France owns it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like France isn't a real thing. It's just an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, France is fungible. I mean, it, like, is France fungible? Stick- 
I mean, you could dig a hole in France and stick your wiener in it, but like, it's not actually like <laughs> the, it, the the idea of a border is an imaginary line. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a there's a line in a Fugazi song that's like America is just a word, uh-huh. but I use it yeah. because you have to be able to distinguish between one thing and another. Well, I mean, it's this understanding that we all we all know what the thing is. If you refer to it, we all have that same collective understanding. That's what gives that thing meaning and value, uh, and also like the social services that we all are able to collect and, and use because of that collective understanding of the, the the country, right? Now, I have never dug a hole and stuck my wiener in America. Um, <laughs> does that make it any less fungible? <laughs> Is the word fungible or f***able? I was... <laughs> I might have been saying this wrong the whole time. I'm down to funge. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby, you down to funge? You you could looking to have some funge? Hey boys. <laughs> so Fimpar is the Swedish word for cigarette butt. Oh, that's, that's something that's nice. that I learned by this. Yeah. Yes, that they're um training these crows to go pick up Fimpar and drop it off in exchange for some sort of little token or something like that. And crows are smart. Now, I have a cat called Peanut, and they, we used to do the soccer broadcast thing, and the the producer guy would always, like, they had, like, a, a bingo sheet of the ridiculous things that we would say, and they were, like, betting against us saying things, and they were, wait, one of the things is me talking about my cat Peanut, which I would do every week for, for a giggle for myself. Well, Peanut has thumbs. He's polydactyl, and so... You'll be eating it. You'll reach to give, grab a chip out of the bag, and he will literally grab a chip out of your hand and steal it. And I figure that at some point, crows are just going to swoop down as you're trying to take a puff off your butt and just like <laughs> grab a cigarette butt from you and take it and drop it into the bed. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's Sweden's ultimate goal is, is like an anti-smoking campaign, right? Like instead yeah. of having those teenagers who are who are meant to make you feel less cool in commercials by telling you how lame smoking is, they just have yeah. a bunch of aggressive crows stealing cigarettes out of people's mouths. We knew that in America, evidently. I guess this is the first time in the last... Um, Hold on, let me check my notes real quick. I think this is the first time in the last... Um... I have those same glasses. Do you have the same ones? I have the same pair. <laughs> I, just yeah. did that for, I just did that for effect. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, those are great. <laughs> Little Warby Parks. Last time, made, last time you made fun of me for being an old man with glasses, and I got yeah. them, and I, there's a whole, it's a whole thing. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. The for the first time in like 20 years, the rate of smoking has gone up in America. So everything, in fact, is getting terrible. Well, okay, so here's here's maybe what I think the Swedes should do, or if we wanted to learn anything from the Swedes in this case, which in general, there are a lot of things that the fungible America could learn from Sweden in this case, okay? First of all, like, I'm sure that humans are probably easier to train to do things like pick up cigarette butts, and uh, they would probably do it if you offered them food. In the case of, you know, people who are without a home or people who are without a steady income, right? Give them a job to do. You know, I, we, we live near a city like, uh, uh, we, we, we live near Seattle and in Seattle, everybody's always complaining about, oh, the city's dirty and the, uh, where we hate the homeless. I mean, really like you see so much just vitriol toward un- yeah. unhoused people, um, online and, and, and it's like, well, okay, like, it, how about instead of training animals to do this thing because bird seeds so cheap and we and we can give it to crows like let's let's incentivize humans to do some of this stuff yeah i like it's crazy like i follow portland a lot also because i'm on there on knrk 94.7 fm alternative portland and so i'm reading about their news a lot and there's a group called detrash portland that just goes around picking up trash for no incentive other than to feel good not even like, bird seed the- Where's the government in all of this? How come, like, 
why are there not resources for and then it becomes a whole other issue. Sure. Meanwhile, you ever won anything from a claw grab game? Uh, no, like a Finnish race car driver's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dope. I got the helmet, man. It's so dope. Oh, you did? I can't, I can't wait to see that. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. It's cool. Yeah. They sent me um, so much coffee, too, so to catch anyone up. I entered a contest to win Valtteri Botas's race-worn helmet in the Brazilian Grand Prix last year. And because he's a part owner of this coffee company, and they roasted a bunch of beans and sent it to me, like probably like a couple hundred bucks worth of beans. No way. I'll never get through it in time before. It's like not at its best. But anyway, and then also his race worn helmet. And so it's, I'll, I'll, I'm posting pictures of it later today or tomorrow. That's or awesome. It's in the next couple of days. But yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, the claw games where you go and you have to try and pick up a stuffy and then bring it out and yeah, then drop yeah, it into yeah. the thing. And you get to, so there's people who have like learned how those games work and they can win like all the time. Mm hmm. Um, which is crazy to me. But China has taken it to a crazy new level. They, uh, A Chinese satellite was witnessed chi- changing its orbitable, orbital position, grabbing another satellite from its own orbit, and then pulling it out further away to die. Oh, my gosh. There's just like a... <laughs> did, did, the, did the first satellite go, get over here? <laughs> if it didn't, I mean, opportunity missed. But to be fair, anytime one space agency does something, the other ones are all working on it. So, your move, NASA. Um, now, space trash is flying around like uh, like a the space station or whatever, to leave the atmosphere, you have to be traveling 17,000 miles per hour. And, like, I don't think anyone ever really stops to think about how crazy that is to be able to go that fast. But once you get out to where there's no air resistance and there's... It's not a... It's a matter of just getting it slowed down in the right spot. we got the James Webb and its position about 900,000 miles away from the Earth, and it's, it's, like, three or four times further than the moon and stuff. But there's, like, all of these satellites in this really tight knit spot around the planet you probably can't even see them if you're in space but in terms of tracking them and trying not to make them smash into each other so for to fly one at seventeen thousand miles an hour get up next to another one latch onto it and then fling it up out of orbit so that way it goes higher up and is in a nuisance for now it's like super short-sighted it's pretty crazy to be able to do that without human intervention and having robots do it it's kind of the same way that um when i was a kid well actually realistically before i had a wife it was yeah. how i cleaned my room right like this whole idea of short-sightedness was, <laughs> yeah it was a whip no it was kind of like a uh uh i would i would walk into my room and i'd be like oh i need to do something in that spot in the corner of the room so i will pick up that thing and move it to a different spot until yeah. <laughs> until i have to do something in that spot then i'll walk and move that back to the original spot so i don't know uh because wasn't it a few years ago, or maybe even it was last year, uh, there was this idea that a Chinese sat- satellite was crashing back into uh, Earth orbit, and there was a lot of question about where it was going to land. Yeah. So um, obviously it is very difficult, especially if a satellite maybe runs out of fuel or or some, in order to be able to reposition itself or it becomes uh, disconnected from its Earth handlers or whatever it might be. You you need to find a way to dispose of that satellite or remove it or, or move it or control its descent back to Earth. If you can't control that descent, who knows where it's going to land? Thankfully, I'm pretty sure that Chinese satellite that did come back to Earth mostly landed in, you know, the ocean, uh, possibly in some uninhabited, uninhabited uh, desert land Right. But yeah. uh, so this this is a really interesting, you know, 
like you said, short-sighted solution to the problem, which is, okay, maybe we can just go grab it with another satellite and push it somewhere where if it does fall, uh, we can at least track that trajectory or decide where it's going to fall, right? Like you don't you don't have to control that thing manually anymore. You can use another thing to uh, to move it to where you need it to be. Uh, first, I guess it's a, it's a good solution to a potential problem uh so it's it's nice to have that but also like let's stop losing contact with satellites in space maybe (laughs) so the other problem that they had is that they blew one up like the russians i think blew one up recently and then parts went everywhere and everyone's like hey bro you can't do that you're gonna hit humans out there and like that's cost a lot of money to get everyone up there get hurt your own people and stuff this is like a different problem altogether. And then the third one that you were talking about with that rocket carcass that was coming back down through the atmosphere. You got to think that the best case scenario is to send things on a slow burn trajectory through the atmosphere so it just disintegrates and it's gone and we don't have to think about it rather than hucking things it deeper into away. space. Yeah. yeah. And then like you're trying to launch to Mars and it, you get hit by a you know Chinese satellite with the middle finger up or whatever, <laughs> like whatever their equivalent is of that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. So this weekend, bad guys and billionaires, Elon has offered to pay a teen to do something, well, not suspicious, but yeah, I know, let's, right? I made it sound maybe, bad. Maybe let's not insinuate anything that's going to get us in trouble. A college student claims that Elon Musk offered him $5,000 to shut down a little Twitter account that tweets every time Elon's private plane takes off or lands. It's all legal information as filed with the FAA, so this kid just keeps, you know, the, there's logs and the Twitter account just comes through and when it sees it, it posts it uh, that, okay, oh, he's, gonna, he's taking off, the flight plan is filed or whatever. Elon slid into his DM saying, I don't love the idea of being shot at by a nutcase. I, I don't blame you, Elon, that's actually pretty relevant. Jack Sweeney, the student, responded say, by saying, how about $50,000 instead of the five that he offered so I can at least afford to buy a Tesla? Ultimately, Jack said he'd delete the 90,000-plus follower account in exchange for an internship. But the last I had read, the message was left on unread. So maybe enough headlines will get Elon to pay attention. That usually does it. But enough attention gets him to pay attention. Well, at this point, it's uh, the damage is done, right? Like, have you ever heard of the the Streisand effect? It's the idea. I never never remember what it is, though. So the idea is that so Barbara Streisand, a long time ago, somebody had posted a picture of Barbara Streisand's house uh, onto the Internet. And it it got, you know, basically zero traction because these celebrity houses are a dime a dozen. Right. Like everybody expects these people's houses to be huge. Well, Barbara Streisand's got uh, her feathers ruffled and decided to go ask that person if that person would pull the photo off of the internet. Well, her asking somebody to remove the photo ended up getting that photo a ton more traction than it would have ever gotten if she had said nothing. Now, this, this Twitter account posting Elon's flight logs uh, probably would have had a, a pretty decent following uh, before he said anything, but I probably would have never heard about it, uh, some random dude in Spokane, Washington. Uh, <laughs> however, now that Elon has asked this kid and and also come at him with an offer that is insulting for somebody of his of his wealth right uh to come in for an offer of five thousand dollars to remove this thing i'm like okay that's hilarious i hope this kid never pulls down the twitter account and now if he does you know it's just a matter of time before somebody else creates one because they see that elon's gonna pay there's this uh we're both big uh soccer fans big premier league fans in, in in england and uh one of these teams is called newcastle united and they've recently been taken over by a very 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 wealthy saudi or emirates businessman like some very wealthy chic right yeah 
And uh, now they are going in, they, they've paid a few players, new players, a ton of money. And now when they go sign other players, these players are like, well, no, I saw what you paid that guy. You need to give me a lot more. You need to give me what that guy's making at least, right? And they're paying, you know, three, four times over the market value for these players from other clubs in, in the country and from out the country, right? Elon Musk, everybody knows how much money this guy has, or at least, you know, a general assumption that he's got billi- oh, billions. I'm sorry, the richest man on the planet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if if you've got Elon Musk coming to you with $5,000, no, Bro, come on. <laughs> I think you'd be better off actually not publicizing this if you're the kid and just be like, hey, how about you give me an internship and I'll just delete it and then not telling the press? Because yeah. as a celebrity who doesn't need you to be shut down or recognizes that someone else is just going to copycat and do the same thing, now you've kind of probably limited your ability to make any money off of it. Yeah. Now, um, the Newcastle Ownership Group... Is, it's technically, I guess, owned by the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. Okay, yeah. But it's technically owned by the Public Investment Fund. <laughs> so <laughs> Just uh, a, a shell fund that he created to not be personally responsible for any of their dealings. Something to that effect, I would imagine. I actually don't know the specific details. There, I that, mean, it's like their new chairman is not the, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. He is not the guy like making the decisions for the team. It's it's actually this, this woman who's the new chairman of the team, which is... Um, uh, awesome. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Newcastle is paying a lot of money for a lot of players to possibly still get relegated. Shout out to the world's oldest known living creature, a 190 year old Roy Hodgson. No, that's a joke. <laughs> Another soccer joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought it was Neil Warnock. <laughs> Shout out to the world's oldest known living earth creature, a, a land based animal, a 190 year old ish <laughs> tortoise named Jonathan. Oh, oh that's nice. Now, I got a couple things about this. One, like, naming seems so common when, when, like, throughout a lifetime. Like, you know, there's the year that you were born, there's probably a bunch of people who you associate with every day with similar names that, you know, uh, and then other years, like, Olivia is the number one name. I think you have a. My sister, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and then when I was a kid and, and younger, like down the generation before that, there was a lot of like Catholic names were very popular. So you get a lot of Michaels and stuff like that, right? And throughout time, you get all these different names that happen. And some of them are traditional and stick around forever, maybe get different pronunciations and stuff. But it's pretty wild to know that Jonathan was a common enough name or maybe uncommon enough name that you would name a freaking tortoise that. <laughs> Now, he was born back in 1832. Like, my dog's name is Ladybug. I would have named her Dr. Chompers if I had my way about it. But, you know, those those things. It's not like, this is my dog, Alan. <laughs> so I don't know how common Jonathan is, especially I, among tortoises. I, I did have a, when I was a kid, I had a dog named Jake. I don't. So you, I, I, you know, I should ask my mom if it was short for Jacob. Like, if he got in trouble, did we did we call him Jacob? Jacob Alexander. <laughs> Oh, did you just give my dog the initials Jag? Because that's awesome. <laughs> Listen to you, Jag off. Get over here. <laughs> so now, if this is true that the tortoise is 190 years old, he was born in at least 1832. I like saying the 100 part. It makes it sound older. Yeah. 1832. That's at least the oldest known record of him. And they start they start doing the math on it that they like don't fully mature until they're like 50, like Baby Yoda. Now, there aren't any pictures of him from back then because we didn't have cameras invented when he hatched. And I had to think about that. I think the turtles hatch. I'm pretty sure that that's what they do. 
So in reality, he could be even older than that because he is literally older than the oldest camera. Think about like a 50-year-old 50, a 50 United States at this point, right? Like not oh, uh, but, the Civil War hasn't happened yet. Yeah, like pre-Civil War. Like, yeah. <laughs> evidently, he was on the right side, I guess. Uh, I don't, well, I guess technically he lived in the South Atlantic. Yeah, so, so, he's not... so this turtle or tortoise uh, lives in, which is actually an important distinction, uh, lives on St. Helena Island in the South Atlantic uh, Ocean. So it's, Excuse me. it's a British, British owned. Why is it important? Uh, why is it? I guess it's not important. Where he lives. Okay, so yeah. you said important distinction, and I was like, oh, 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 sorry. Why is it? Im- I thought you were asking why it's important that he lives in St. Helena Island. I don't know. I just, <laughs> in case people want to go see it, it's one of the top 20 attractions in St. Helena, according to the list that I was Hello, reading. I'm here for Jonathan. Uh, it's important to know the difference between a turtle and a tortoise because turtles are. Um, are like in the ocean and they swim and they their front um they don't have flippers. front legs like the tortoise does. Oh, they have, do they have flippers? Yeah, they got the they got the flips. Flippy floppies. The little flippy floppies. Wow, okay. Now, speaking of flippy floppy, you've got a note in here that says he's pansexual? <laughs> yeah, the headline that I found from nerdist.com says 190-year-old pansexual tortoise king is oldest living land animal and I was like that's quite the detail to just throw in there. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know what pansexual meant. I Like, does he f- a lot of bread? Or, like, is he, like, from American Pie, the movie? Like, doesn't like hot apple pie on a tortoise wiener. Like, I, so I had to look it up. Yeah, I think that when you're 190 years old, uh, you just kind of are like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, at this <laughs> point, yeah, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> so, pansexual means not limited in sexual choice with regard to biological sex, gender, or gender identity. And the rumor is that there's a couple other tortoises that are around. One's name is something old-timey female, and then there's Fred, and Jonathan will go to town on either of them. So, <laughs> I guess. He's still very virile, <laughs> evidently. Uh, I, I wonder, I'm curious, like, in, you know, how with, like, dogs, uh, like, cer- certain dogs will just hump anything. Like, a, a male dog will just go for anything. It's not, like, necessarily a sexual thing. It's more of, like, a, a dominance Rub thing. your junk on stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah. is the 190... 190- oh, we said different things, but okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Uh, is the 190-year-old uh, Jonathan just asserting his dominance, or is he just like, you know what? 190. I'm not going to try to find a female. You're the closest thing. I'm I'm going for this. Oh, there's a soccer ball. Yeah, here's a soccer. <laughs> What's that? Remember that little turtle? Remember that uh, little turtle sex noise? <laughs> Have you ever seen that video? No. <laughs> <Here's> like a... <laughs> you got to talk to the guys from the men's room about it because I'm pretty sure they use it a lot. Um, now. <laughs> That's the that's the sound the tortoise makes. Now, okay, so I find it interesting because uh, he's the 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 world's oldest known living Earth creature. You you say he's 190 years old. Now I know for a fact, like if we can talk about whales for a second, if you'll indulge me. <laughs> you you have been banned from talking about whales, but we'll allow it. Since okay. it's, it's relevant. Okay, uh, the longest lifespan of all, at least marine mammals uh the longest lifespan is belongs to uh, the bowhead whale okay and there's believed to be in a recent study uh by done by the telegraph actually uh there's believed to be a bowhead whale that can that has lived for 238 years so this guy makes jonathan uh look like a young stud a young pansexual stud sorry i can't leave out that detail thank you nerdist there's a hole you can wiener in <laughs> it's in america exactly. oh. apparently it's in st helena uh in the south atlantic 
<laughs> now, now a a bowhead whale uh, it might only be the second longest of all lifespans of any animal, topped only by the 500 year lifespan of a North Atlantic clam called the ocean quahog, 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 or something. Is so, it isn't quahog from like the from the TV show The, the Family, Family Guy? Guy? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So it's a it's a 500 year old, or at least a, a clam that can live up to 500 years old. And now I'm looking. What up- happens if I Google old clam? <laughs> let's <laughs> actually. I'm curious. Put on those glasses and let's see. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Hold on. I'm, I'm getting to it. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> now you look like a guy that would Google that. Um, yeah, its name is its name is Ming. Oh, okay. It's an ocean quahog. Hafrun is a nickname given to a specimen of the ocean quahog clam that was dredged off the coast of Iceland in 2006 and whose age is calculated by counting annual growth lines in the shell. Harfun, uh, no, Hafrun, sorry, there we go, was the oldest individual animal ever discovered whose age could be precisely determined. Born circa 1400. Holy crap. And 99. Oh my gosh. If only everyone could see my glasses Pulling taking off glasses. effect. Yeah, I, was hoping, yeah, yeah. I was hoping a pun was coming and you are going to be like that guy from uh, NCIS. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, or from CSI? CSI, yeah. CSI yeah. Miami? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, now, okay, so the bowhead whale. So we've got Jonathan the tortoise, 190 years old. This uh, alleged bowhead whale that is 238 years old. And now we've got this old clam <laughs> that is like... Five hundred over five hundred years old, uh, if he's still living. Now, evidently, all that all that uh, all that private browsing that I've been doing has helped my search results when I <laughs> when I search on the normal web. Now, none of these things hold a tentacle to what is also possibly the oldest living l- creature. Uh, stop. Just don't. The oldest living creature, which is a. a a jellyfish which is believed to be immortal. What? <laughs> That's, there's no such thing. Now, this, okay, the jellyfish can be killed. It can be eaten. It can be torn apart by a predator. All of the things that can kill a, a jellyfish or, or whatever. Now, um, that, however, there's this jellyfish species, and it is called the Turritopsis ter- dorni. Yeah, and it it will get to a certain point in its in its uh, cycle where if it is if it's believed to be dying because of if it thinks it's going to die because of starvation or because of uh, any other reason, what it can do is it can reset itself to an earlier time in its ge- genetic cycle. So it can it's it think about like a if a butterfly thinks it's going to die of starvation. I don't know what do butterflies eat. I don't know other smaller little bugs if, it, if a butterfly thinks it's going to die of starvation pure beef that's it they just only eat <laughs> cow just, <laughs> oh it's so beautiful <laughs> oh my god that butterfly is covered in blood maybe we could train a butterfly to eat cigarette butts <laughs> who knows it picks up cow turds <laughs> it can just yeah. pick the mushrooms out of the cow turds for, for the hippies <laughs> Uh, this this jellyfish. So think about a butterfly almost dying of starvation in reverting back to a caterpillar before it that they can just go back to eating leaves. This jellyfish can revert itself back to a pupae, basically is what it's called, and it's a, a very early version. It's basically like a a fertilized egg, and then it can regrow into itself as a as a as a jellyfish. It's not giving birth to a thing. It's it's it is letting itself die but remaining still alive in this smaller like embryo basically the no the pupa is when they go into the the 
coffin, the, the organic coffin, what's that called? Cocoon? Yeah. The pupa is what's inside of the cocoon. Okay. So they just go back to pupa stage and then re-poop out and then they're good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, these things are crazy. And we talk all the time about like uh, the asexual condors, uh, the Californian asexual condors about how- Who doesn't love that? Who yeah. doesn't love an asexual condor or a pansexual tortoise? Uh, <laughs> we, man, we for, for a species that's trying to care a lot less about gender- <laughs> We should link the two together and have flying, pansexual, asexual, <laughs> these tondors. <laughs> tondors. Tordon. Tordor. <laughs> oh, I can't. A turdor is uh, is disgusting. Now, no, uh, it's a it's a tordor. A tordor. Right? A tordor. <laughs> there, we go, there we go. Thank you. Not a, not to be confused with the turtle with the flippers. Yeah, yeah. This has four legs and wings. Okay. Tor- it's not a character from Game of Thrones. Tordor. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think humans are trying to learn so much from animals, and like, what parts of animals can we take and 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 bring back and and, and like incorporate or crossbreed with humans and get different. Like, what can we learn from cells and and then put them in humans so that we can like regrow arms like a salamander or something like that, right? Well, some great news in that department, specifically for frogs, especially in France. Ah, ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Some. F- Ground frogs, here we go. I mean, fungible frogs, there we are. Scientists have been able to reactivate growth cells to regenerate the very springy legs on our froggy friends. What? Yeah, I don't understand how this works out. Like, I guess it's like anything else. Wait, what's up? So, so first of all, they had growth cells to begin with. That had yeah, to I think be... that's how the legs grew, yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Okay, so you, you grew legs. <laughs> yeah, I guess we all had to grow our body parts, legs. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they grew these legs, and then they lost... The... So these freaky French scientists started just cutting off frog legs, uh, which I guess is a delicacy. Oh, this... You know what? What? This is all because... People like frog. Like at first, you're like, "Oh man, this is awesome! We're trying to help the frogs out. Like, give them like the salamander tail thing, where like they lose a leg, they can grow it right back." It just turns out that we're just trying to find sustainable farming things for frog legs. <laughs> we're moving away from beef to yeah. get rid of those goddamn butterflies. <laughs> those stupid ass butterflies. <laughs> now we're going straight into taking it out of the frog. Taking it out of the frog. <laughs> the butterflies have developed a taste for frogs. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so during very early development cells that will eventually become limbs and organs arrange themselves into precise anatomical structures using a set of chemicals, biochemical, excuse me, biomechanical and electrical signals, says Fast, uh, an article at fastcompany.com that you can read more of. They're figuring out how to redo that. This is great news specifically for humans and lightsaber fighting. <laughs> Like a, Imagine if Luke Skywalker could have grown his hand back. Yeah, yeah. Like a, uh, except I bet you it would have been like a Deadpool type situation where it grows back and it's just like the baby little hand is like, I'm a Jedi. Okay, dude, but what's going on there? I can still give you the bird. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. So you wear a prosthetic for a while, yeah, and then yeah. imagine how much that would hurt. You think your teeth hurt from wearing Invisalign. Just imagine what happens if you have to grow back an arm after a lightsaber fight. It like, must hurt forever. Oh, well, and, and think, I, I guess uh, what we're not you know, seeing here is how long it takes for that frog leg to grow back, right? Like, yeah. So yeah, you activate, that, you, act, you activate that growth hormone, and reactivate, I should say, because they grew the leg there once. You reactivate mm-hmm. that, uh, that growth 
gene or whatever it's growth cell and it starts to grow the leg but is it does it grow it back to the original size or does it grow at the same rate that the original leg grew because i don't know like think about think about humans right how long did it take you for your arm to grow to the length that it is, right? So typically, uh, people- 18 years? 18 to 25 years is is when you're done growing, okay? So you've reached 25 years, you've got your 25-year-old arm, and then you lose it, and they reactivate the growth gene in your shoulder or wherever it is, uh, and you, you grow that arm back. So, but you're not going to have a normal arm until you're 50. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, though, can they figure out how to regrow other stuff and our lifespan extends? This yeah. is what I think about when we talk. We were talking about that the clam that lives, Ming the clam that lives 500 years, or the undying immortal jellyfish that can just respawn itself back to youth. Like, when some, and we've probably mentioned it on the show before, even when you extend life that much, like if I eat a bowhead whale tomorrow, if I shoot one, nothing's been around for like 200 years. Like, that's a lot of time that we were just, like, flippantly like, oh, give me that blubber, <laughs> whale. And the consequences of taking life then become even more significant. Mm-hmm. So, Well, I and, and I, yeah, you cut off the arm of a 200-year-old clam. I know clams don't have arms, do they? But, <laughs> no. but you know, if you uh, if these frog legs, that if they're able to regenerate, because, like, maybe a, maybe in a, in a frog, right, the gestation period of a frog is probably much shorter. The They probably reach, you know, full size or full growth much faster than humans do. So to, like, it actually is worthwhile to regenerate a frog's leg for that frog purpose, right? Again, these aren't just a bunch of uh, frog-loving French people who are trying to grow frogs for the frog's benefit. What we're, do- what we're doing as a species is trying to see what we can learn from these animals and, and adapt for ourselves, right? Now, maybe they're going to find a way, like, oh, we found a way to age these jellyfish faster than uh, they originally would. So we adapt that with the regrowing frog leg and now we're able to get that frog leg to grow even faster now i'm 30 and i've grown my arm so fast that i have a 70 year old arm because <laughs> yeah. it, it shot right past me oh now we got to figure out how to slow it down right so you leave it in too long because you're scrolling tiktok you're yeah, like oh, yeah. i just got to leave this in for 10 minutes oh 50 minutes yeah. oh no i'm 18 and have arthritis in, a, in an arm that i lost from a snowboarding accident i don't know I, is that chainsaw fight chainsaw fight. Fight. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah way cooler <laughs> way cooler <laughs> well, because everything is terrible, Brandon, there's always something, we're always looking for something that's a little bit positive, a little more optimistic. And I found it this week, something, a really good gesture that Lego, who deserve all the props, will soon begin providing custom or specific specialized MRI sets to children's hospitals to help sick kiddos who are going to have to undergo an MRI better prepare for what could otherwise be a scary procedure. If you look at the images that Lego use, it is children with like the sadistic full smile, which they like does not reflect how like, it's not going to be that good. It's not a party. Yeah. There's like, hey, kid, you're not getting a pony in there. You're like, or a 190-year-old tortoise or something like that isn't going to try and help you. (laughs) It's still like it's a little, they've gone a little overboard, but still to give kids Legos to play with that help the normalize the procedure. I thought that was so cool and like so appropriate. And since kids are their number one clients followed by 40-year-old men, um, I think that that it's, uh, it's a pretty good touch. And if I had to get an MRI, 
And I could have a Lego MRI set. I would feel better. That, yeah, that'd be awesome. I, I'm looking at the picture, and, and I was expecting it to be like, um, I mean, it makes sense. It's custom pieces that were used to build a MRI set. I was hoping it was going to be like regular Lego blocks because, you know, growing up, we didn't get the cool, uh, as, a, as a kid, my, you know, my parents never bought us the custom, you know, Star Destroyer set or the thing that came with all these custom pieces that you would specifically use to build a Star Destroyer. We were taking pieces of other things to build, uh, you know, kind of these janky uh, spaceships and, and things like that. But it was cool. It was creative. It was fun. I was hoping that this MRI thing would look a little bit more like that, like it had used a bunch of just random blocks and, and things like that. Because then how cool would it be at a children's hospital? I've got friends who work at a children's hospital. If if uh, and, they, and they make like the environment in children's hospital really cool, right? Like they put big murals up on the wall and the yeah. murals are all fun and they've got fun little things for the kids. It's like still a hospital, but like these kids don't really understand the gravity of the situation that they're in half the time make the MRI look like a big Lego set. Like make the, 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 the life-size MRI that you're going into look like a big Lego set uh, or, or like the mouth of a tiger or something. Uh, yeah. Kids probably wouldn't love going into yeah, the mouth I mean, of a probably tiger. Like, yeah, maybe like yeah. a clown with an ax. Yeah. Yeah. Make like, it look like that. <laughs> get into this hole or I'll kill you with my ax. Kid. I mean, Hey, my, my kid's only a month old. I don't know what they like yet. Do they like clowns with axes? Let's do a clown with ax party. <laughs> Well, on that note, I hate to wrap things up on such a positive note, but it's time that we took this heady show and boiled it all down. What did we learn this week? Uh, I learned that kids like clowns with axes. <laughs> Who doesn't? Kids. Everybody. Everybody loves clowns with axes. Uh, Gregor, what did we learn this week? You know, I meant to ask you about this at the top, but do you think that if you're in space, that you snore worse or less? With no gravity to hold the parts of your face back to cause the snoring. You know oh, I'm going to say like snore less. You think that because the epiglottisks or whatever it is can just like hang out and not be squished down to the back of your throat, you yeah. do better? Yeah, yeah. And probably like they don't let you drink in space. So I would snore a lot less because that's the only time I ever snore. <laughs> <laughs> the weird part is, is that your arms float in front of you, that there's no like, and you don't secure them down. Yeah. So like just imagine <laughs> snoring with arms. Oh yeah! Looks like a zombie's coming for you. <laughs> Just a, a a drunk a drunk sleepy zombie. <laughs> and my wife uh, is still pissed at me. <laughs> Just have a direct feedback to Earth for her to listen to you snore. Yeah. Shut up! <laughs> Turn that off, NASA. So this week, fling I learned, that thing into deep space. <laughs> this week, I learned if you're gonna extort Elon Musk, that you should definitely do it before you publicize it, because you might be able to get a free Tesla rather than him ignoring you. I mean, that is that is a good... I think if you're going to take anything away from this this, this show today, it's uh, how to extort a billionaire. <laughs> Finally, we've done something of value. <laughs> you learned anything else today, Brandon? Yeah, I learned about a Tordorm. <laughs> I, and, and you know what? I, I honestly did learn a lot about animals. I learned uh, uh, because... You know, reading about the the Jonathan, the 190 year old tortoise, made me want to learn more about bowhead whales. Not that it takes a lot to make me want to learn about whales, but if I had never learned about that whale, I would have never learned about the immortal jellyfish. I speculate that it gave you an opportunity to talk about whales, not to learn more. Yeah, okay, okay. I did. To be fair, I did not know that about bowhead whales to begin with. I did know about bowhead whales, great animal, uh, two blowholes, just like all cetaceans. Yeah, or, that's or sorry, not like all cetaceans. Like, <laughs> if I dig a hole in a whale, can I f*** it? Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah!
Thanks for joining us for Nerd Talk Plus every Tuesday at 10 a.m. And sometimes when it doesn't work, you can find it on the Nerd Talk podcast feed. Just search for it on your favorite podcast thing, specifically the Odyssey app, where you're listening right now, probably. Okay, bye. <laughs> Listen to a bunch of horny whales. Go fund yourself. Go fund yourself. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.